Ooh, here we go for the big old hump day show. I'm hungry too. I just got a story I saw that I'm, I was debating on putting in the show because it is not relevant at all to Los Angeles, but the being the fact that I'm a big fat redneck and I think there's a lot of people that identify as big fat rednecks like me, even if you are not a big fat redneck. You may identify uh, with the things that you do, the things that you enjoy, like, I don't know, shooting guns, riding dirt bikes, going hunting, going fishing, you know, that sort of thing, and delicious, awesome, very unhealthy foods and food buffets. Yeah, that's redneckery at its finest. You got a couple cars around the front yard up on jack stands? Welcome to my neighborhood. You are my people. So I'm going to get into a store that we do not have here in Southern California. That I was just reading an article and I'm like, damn, that sounds like amazing. Uh, the only thing I can think of it anywhere remotely similar to it is up on the grapevine. There is a Flying J, the closest one to the Los Angeles area that I know of. I think there's also some out on the maybe en route to uh, the 15 as you head on out into Vegas. But boy... I'm going to get into one of those in a minute. But I am going to stick to Moto because it is what we do and what we do the best. And I am very excited to bring up my next guest in mere moments. His name is Kenny Roxon. He is a hater of the Moto Man, a uh, civil friend, I would say, of Stretch. He's not my BFF like Cooper Webb. Get well, Cooper Webb. But Kenny tolerates me and... I have a lot of respect for Kenny, and I love that he's having a great year, and I'm a big fan no matter what. So I get to talk to him, and we'll talk and bash Moto Man a little bit, and then get into uh, Kenny Roxon coming up here in moments. And then if you missed the Eli Tomac interview yesterday, that'll be right in the middle of the show. And then we replay the Kenny Roxon interview in the last hour, which is 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on the 4-9 Besides that, I have a story that I'm going to get into after the Kenny Roxon story. It's the ultimate, ultimate. I talk about this a lot. How we've gotten so woke as PC that we can no longer give descriptions of suspects in a case. And and by the way, I I know the suspect in this case because I'm looking at a video. And I read it and I'm like, well, that's odd. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That you could have these suspects caught in two seconds if you weren't a woke-ass PC bitch-ass mofo. And newspapers do it, and the website I was on d- did it, and the television news did it. Everyone in this story dropped the ball because they were too afraid of pissing off the woke mob. And you know what I say to the woke mob? Suck up on these nuts, bitches. I'm going to give you a description after... I read the story to you and read the description, and I'm going to have these suspects apprehended in about, I don't know, two or three minutes if they're still in the area. It's it's the best. It's the absolute perfect example of what I'm talking about. It is comedy at how afraid people are, and you can't be afraid because guess what? If you're looking for stretch, what do you say? We're looking for a really tall, fat, white, old dude. That's who we're looking for. Approximately uh, 100 years old and fat and and kind of giant, kind of Sasquatchy and looking. Got a big old gray beard. Yep, that's him. There he is right there. And you know what? You'd, you'd see me go down the street and be like, that huge guy right there? Oh, yeah, that's the guy right there. 
That big fat white bastard, what'd he do? What'd he steal? Is he slinging cocaine? What is he doing? You would know. And, and I would have no problem with that. It's how you catch people, and typically we want to catch people who commit crimes. And the people in this story committed a, a crime with a gun. They committed armed robbery. So you'd really think that's an important thing to uh, apprehend these suspects. But no, we can't because, well, everyone's an a-hole vagina. And then I'm going to do my redneck story from the redneck... Um, I don't know. I want to say it's like a the Church of Redneck, this store. I want to go in there and uh, salute to the altar and, and leave a big, giant cash donation. Even though when I leave a cash donation, I want to leave with a bunch of stuff. But I'll get into that after I talk about the hilarious story of wokeness screwing up. You know, wokeness getting in the way of law enforcement. I have really bad news for anyone that lives in Utah. And I will tell you this. Utah is on my list of places I may go to once I flee uh, California. Once the Democrats have completely imploded it and it is dead, I'm probably going to go ahead and uh, skip on over. I lived in Arizona. It was a little too effing balls-ass hot most of the time for me, but I know there's parts where it's not as bad. I lived in Phoenix area. actually lived in Mesa. Uh, So I live there, and I like the vibe there, but it, the, the weather's not for me. I'm thinking of Utah, Nevada. Nevada is another place that's hot as balls, but also has some not so hot places, and I've been thinking about that. I, I'm going to find a place. The Carolinas are very tempting to me as well, being a uh, son of the South. So we'll get into that. I have um, good news about May, because remember, tomorrow, by the way, is Punch a Nerd in the Nuts Day, May the 4th. When someone walks up, you can go, May the fourth be with you. <laughs> you, you I, it's the law. You're totally greenlit to punch that person right in the testicles if they have them. If not, uh, clitoris punch is fine. Because, you, you know, you would not want to offend women by being uh, treating them not equal. So if they're a woman nerd says that to you, uh, feel free to see punt her, if you will. And a man says it to you, right in the nuts. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, that, but... But I have good news about May. It is an official month-long thing, not just a day. And I think it also means uh, careful where you sit or touch at the Big 49 Studios. I have four really bad adults that got caught in Texas. The only thing that can make this story better out of Texas is if it was uh, out of Florida. Because it would be a really good What the Florida story. I may just call it What the Florida out of Texas today. Because you know what's funny? I don't have a Florida story right now. I do, I do not. And then I have a technology that they're saying aliens could be tracking to find us. And it's interesting. And then I have a technology update on radio and the things I'm hearing on terrestrial radio. Because I still monitor them. I still check them out. I'm a, I'm a student of the game. I came. That's where I came from. That's my home. And it's been destroyed and it's been uh, bastardized. But we'll get into... The things aren't looking good for old terrestrial radio. You know what things are looking good for? HLS streaming behemoths like the Big 49. That's the upside. We just got to weather the storm and get through this few years of them just completely falling apart and then going away. And then here we are. Da da. And that's exactly the, the, the long range plan here for the 49. I got all that plus moto minutes and a hell of a lot more because, well, I'm stretching. It's what I do. Enjoy the Hump Day Spectacular. Get ready for Mr. Kenny Roxon from that progressive HEP Suzuki team. 
And then the most ridiculous story ever that Stretch can fix in five seconds. And he will because, well, I'm not woke and I'm damn sure not afraid of the woke-ass mom. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Our friends over at the Pro Motocross Outdoor Championship Series announced a couple of rule changes this week. For the first time ever, metal starting grids like you get at the Supercross, they are coming to the outdoor season. It's been funny to watch these guys get out over years and stomp down the track and try to get ready for that dirt launch. And now they're going to have the same metal starting grids that they have in the Supercross, and that should be pretty cool. The only other change really that riders need to worry about is there is no longer secondary medical insurance coverage provided by the organization. Now all riders must carry a primary medical insurance coverage before they're allowed to race in any racing activity. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. 49. It is Stretch and right now we are sitting down with Mr. Ken Roxon of that progressive HEP Suzuki team just after getting his third podium in a row and really, really getting on fire here at the end of the Supercross season. And let's talk about this, Kenny. Uh, I know we got haters out there like Moto and you guys got your thing, but he's always talking smack about, about you fading and health issues as we drag into the year. And now here you are kicking ass. And I absolutely love this. You got three podiums in a row. You've got a win on that Suzuki and you're looking really like the strongest you've looked all season as we get to the end of the year. So how good does this feel for you? Um, I'm really pleased with it because obviously I have the stigma of going backwards at the end of the season and um, that's not the case this year, which is awesome. But, uh, Having said that, uh, like yeah, like the, those guys said, the track just got really gnarly, and um, I just, I don't know. Whenever it gets like that, I get flashbacks of 2017 a little bit. Uh, without wanting to, like I think it's just a little bit embedded in my brain, so I, I tend to bone my other jumps a little bit and go higher than everybody else. So I, I also had a terrible start, and um, in the end, though, I tried to stay calm because I knew it was going to be a long main event, and um, just kind of stayed there, made some moves, and, and got into third, and. I had such a big gap to the front that I just stayed where I was at. I'm not that pleased with my riding, to be honest. I'm a little okay. little bit bummed off the start. And just my first couple of laps were the worst that I've had all year. Just into the sand, I jumped into the berm and did a tough loss, came to a dead stop and got passed. So I just, they were really horrendous until I got into a little bit of a groove. And But overall, I mean, I can't complain about a, a podium for yeah. me and the team. That's, that's the goal. And it's awesome to be up there, even though I'm not that happy with my riding. All right, let's talk about this, Kenny. Uh, you seem to be very happy with your team, and that's one thing that I I'm seeing it in videos that you're doing. You seem much more relaxed. You seem like you're doing your own thing. This team's allowing you to do you your way, and you seem to really be thriving. Well, proof's in the pudding looking at the results as we head into the end of the season, and you're just piling them up and piling them up. So how much of your success here this season do you attribute to that new environment and that new team? Um, 100%. I think that's the that's the biggest uh, reason. But I didn't just have to go to a new team and, and, and figure out the bike. Like, obviously, my body, like, it, it just was, it's been a tough couple of years. So it wasn't just I was dealing with a new team and a new bike. Like, I really had to fight myself out of a hole, too, that um, doesn't happen overnight. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of puzzle pieces that I feel like I've put together. And um, nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But uh, I'm making steps forward and um, really looking up and just trying to improve myself. 
right, can you, let's talk about this track today. This is a gnarly track out there, and not only are you dealing with what is a, a very complicated track as it had rained on it, so it had soft spots, hard spots. I understand it was a difficult uh, track to ride on and to figure out, but then you started seeing a lot of big-name riders go down. Guys that don't normally go down, go down. And we, we're seeing guys gone with injury probably for the season. And, uh, and like, how does that affect you? And, and kind of walk us through your take on the track when you see it's eating so many top-level riders like it did today. I also think towards the later stage of the career, you just yeah. – it sucks when you see that. And, and yeah. I um, – you just think about it a little bit differently. Back in the day, I would never, like, it would never phase me, and I wouldn't look at it and just basically go balls to the wall. But I kind of pick my, with the type of track like that, I kind of pick my battles a little bit and then look at a couple of sections that I feel like that are the sketchiest. And I kind of plan ahead a little bit for that, for those areas, and just brace a little bit more um, and really be on top of my game. I think that's the only way to uh, kind of eliminate. It can still bite you. It happens to all of us. but I think that the tough part is with tracks like that, how we start off soft and then it get hard packed, where yeah. Indianapolis, for example, it was consistent all the way through top layer to bottom layer. It was the same consistency where here we get we start off a pretty solid ground and you where our suspension compresses, it, it becomes a gully, kind of a softer gully, and you get the hard knuckles on, on top of the jump. So it just catches your guard and, and, and um, kicks you in the butt a lot. So it's yeah. it's a tough one out there, that's for sure. All right, we're moving on uh, into the outdoor season here very soon. And are you looking at all at the playoffs at the end of the year? Because it's going to be, you know, a hybrid of Supercross, Motocross. Are you starting to think about that at all? Because you're, you're already, you know, in the running to, to get out there. Obviously, you're going to be there anyway. So uh, is that something that's in your mind? Or are you just, you know, next week, next week going, you know, one day at a time uh, right now in your career? Um, well, that's so far out that I honestly, I barely know what's happening tomorrow, to be honest. Um, I kind of just try to do one step at a time, and uh, I've been riding a bit of moto, and I'm just in a good spot. And honestly, I've, I haven't been thinking about too much lately. I kind of just, I wouldn't say I've been winging it, but I've been having so much fun that I just go out every time I practice and or race and um, enjoy myself. And other than that, though, I don't really look that far ahead, and I just see what's happening right now i've been having fun riding moto riding supercross spending time with family and the team so um i wouldn't say that i'm really looking that far ahead all right kenny we're having a good time watching your race and seeing you put up the results i am loving it especially and being in a room with a big old hater like the moto man so love seeing you tear it up and get three podiums in a row especially on a suzuki which is just a soft place in my heart can't wait to see what happens these last couple of rounds. It uh, looks like you got number three locked up solid now, and we'll see uh, where we go from here going into the motocross season, and I don't know what's going on with you, the World Supercross, and then into the playoffs. We got a lot to look forward to, so congratulations on your success. Can't wait to see you uh, finish out this year strong, and we'll do that next week in Denver. I am stretched. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz let's take a look and see what happens this weekend with the 250 west championships jet lawrence has a 39 point lead over second place rj hampshire so basically if he finishes at all ahead of rj on saturday 
he wins the championship because the only guy that could catch him is RJ and Jet would have to go down and have some catastrophic failure where he doesn't race the next two races and RJ would have to probably win the next two races to win it. But if Jet finishes ahead of RJ this weekend, he wins it. If he does not, if RJ wins and Jet is somewhere back in the pack, he's really just got to finish the next couple of races to win it. But beating RJ is the best way to get the championship wrapped up this weekend. We'll see if he can do it in Denver. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is the Stretch Show here on a hump day and time to enter these sad but true files. All right, I'm going to give you a story and then I'm going to fix what's wrong because I'm not a woke-ass bitch that's afraid of the woke-ass mob or afraid of hurting someone's feelings or offending someone by speaking facts to you. God help us. I, this is a real story, and I'm going to read it to you. And you're going to have questions. Happened in New Jersey, Mount Laurel, New Jersey. The Mount Laurel Police Department are seeking the public's help and identifying two individuals who are suspected of committing an armed robbery this weekend at a Best Buy store. Okay. So far, I know two dudes robbed a Best Buy store. The robbery occurred Sunday, April 30th at about 1.30 p.m. The Best Buy on Nixon Drive, according to the Mount Laurel Police Department. The suspect wearing a blue jumpsuit. Okay, so we got one guy wearing a blue jumpsuit. Pictured, and I'm looking at the picture. Pointed a gun, and I'm seeing him holding a gun, pointing it at multiple employees while he tried grabbing iPhones off of a display. The other suspect, who they don't even in the story give a description of his clothing, uh, standing right next to him. Well, that suspect's with him, and they fled, and then it says they fled in a silver Acura TSX with an unknown temporary registration. Note both suspects are described to be under five feet tall. They're like, wait a minute. Two kids went into a Best Buy and armed robbed the place and then rolled out with a car? These are some loped out gangster kids. These are bad kids. All right, so that's what you got. So right now I'm looking for two short guys or what I'm thinking are children. One of them wearing a blue jumpsuit and they're in a silver Acura with unknown temporary registration plates on it. That's what you have to look for. So you keep yourself busy looking for that. And then I'm gonna tell you what you're looking for and you would find them in two epping seconds if you saw them because I'm not a woke ass bitch. Two black midgets arm robbed a Best Buy store. Boom, gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Two black midgets. Do you know how rare it is to see a midget? Do you know how rare it is? Because I'm a man who loves the midgets. I am the king of the midgets. The little people are my friends and they bring great joy to me. And every time I see one, I get happy. It's incredibly rare that I see one. If I see one, I'll usually follow them around the grocery store or wherever I'm at. I might take pictures of them unsuspecting just so I can look at them later. I don't put them on social media. I don't mock my little friends. No, I do not. I love the midgets, even Moto Man. But let me tell you, if a midget had committed a crime, very important to say a midget. If, if they even left the race out of it, because they're woke-ass bitches and said, we got two midgets just robbed the store and they're getting away in a, 
I, I would look for midgets. That's, that's the key, key, most identifiable characteristic of these two individuals. They got really big heads. They're, they're full on midgets. These are little midgets, two little midgets. The fact that both of these midgets are also African-American or black or whatever you want to call them with your woke ass ways, that's also very helpful. Because what if I saw two uh, Chinese midgets walking down the street and I'm like, oh, I got the midgets. No, it would be good to say two African-American or black midgets, whatever uh, descriptive word you provide, because that's what they are. I'm looking at the picture. Why is the two biggest details of the entire story not in the story? Anyone that knows the identity of these suspects or has any information is urged to contact Mount Laurel Police Department. They have a phone number. Yeah, I suggest you call them today. Their number is 856-234-8300. And you say, hey, effing douchebags. Here's an idea. When you're looking for people, maybe you should give a better description. Like, we're looking for two black midgets rolling around in a silver Acura. That would be a really good freaking description. Because I bet there's not another car, even if they switch cars and they were now driving a Cadillac, I would be suspect of two African-American midgets in another vehicle in that same town thinking maybe they changed vehicles because I'm looking for two African-American midgets who are together that have a gun and have just robbed the Best Buy store. Does anyone else see the freaking insanity here? This is insane. I don't lose, I think I just blew a blood vessel in my brain. We can't be this effing afraid of the facts. We can't be afraid of the facts. This bullcrap world that we live in where a dude is not a dude and a chick is not a chick and you can't say the race of a person in a crime and you can't say that they're a midget is effing BS. Absolute BS. I can't take it anymore. I cannot take it anymore. Sad but true is the world we live in. It's sad but true world, man. Everyone is too afraid and that includes this police department who very cleverly went out of their way to not give a very good description of the midget, of the black midgets they were looking for. My God, heaven help the world that we can't get things done because we're too afraid of saying the wrong thing when the wrong thing is factual. Sure, maybe they don't want to say midget. Maybe that's offensive. Maybe they want to say little people. So they were two black little people or two African-American little people. If you want to be Clean that up really nicely. But those are the facts of the descriptions of the people that we're looking for in an armed robbery case in New Jersey. Yeah, you would never know. I got little midgets rolled back to New York City. They're from Brooklyn. They're back there partying. Yeah, they're too afraid to give a description of us. No one's going to catch us. I'm just saying, when you stand out in a crowd, like you're seven feet tall or under five feet tall, you you are not normal. I would want to know if they were seven feet tall. Hey man, this effing giant just robbed a store in here. And then guess what? Any seven foot tall dude I saw would be a suspect immediately because there's not a lot, a lot of seven foot tall dudes. It would also be helpful to give me a race on that seven foot tall dude. Hey, I got a white seven foot tall dude. Maybe it was Yao Ming. Maybe it was an Asian seven foot tall dude. I need to know so I can make the arrest. Woke-ass, B-ass, F me in the A. My God. It's, it's insane. All right, I'm going to get out of my funk now and my rage at the stupidness that we live in and the world that we live in. And I'm going to get back to awesomeness. 
I'm going to tell you about a store that we don't have anywhere near California. It's a southern chain. And I'm going to tell you, I want to go to one. I've never been to one. I just read the article, and I'm like, I won't go there. It reminds me of a flying J on steroids. And if you've been to one of those, those are pretty lovely. Get into my redneck utopia next. I'm stretch. I lose my effing mind. Lose my effing mind. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show. I'm a truth sayer. I will beat you over the head with the truth every effing day. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. <laughs> My God. Yeah, we're looking for two uh, shorter individuals who arm robbed the store. Oh, no, no. They were midgets and they were African American. And I don't care if they were midgets and they were white. The fact that you see two midgets hanging out together is a big deal. It's a big part of the story that was nowhere in the story. If I hadn't seen the pictures, I wouldn't have known. I would have thought two children robbed a store, and I wouldn't have known what they looked like because everyone was too afraid to give their freaking race. My God, what is this? I think it's it's part of the master plan of helping criminals get away with crime by making people too afraid to give a, a description of the suspects because they really don't want to prosecute crime. They really want to let people get away with everything, and if they catch them, they're probably not going to do anything anyways. Think about it. DA will probably be like, well, they're little, so I'll give them a little sentence. <laughs> Three months in jail for armed robbery. There you go. Oh, really? What? If I did it, they'd give me 37 years. Ah, oh, man. All right, I got to calm down, and I got to bring myself back to a happy place. I'm going to do that by telling you about a store that I wish to go to. I may take a vacation and find the closest one to me. They say they're all over Texas. We got people in Texas. It's called Bucky's. And it's a southern uh, chain. And they call it a pit stop. I'm guessing like a truck stop is what I would equate it to. It is a chain of southern convenience stores and gas stations. And my lord, is it a place of wonder and amazement. They say, And they're huge, by the way. They're like gigantic superstores. And it's got a big beaver on the front. Who doesn't love beaver besides Moto Man? He's beaver repellent, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, Bucky is a beaver, and he's got the cartoon beaver mascot on the front of the store. And when you go inside, there's all kinds of eclectic, wonderful things that any Southern person would love. And I am a guy from the South who really is wanting to go to one of these stores. They say after you go to one, you're never going to be able to go to another store in your life on a road trip because you're going to compare everything to Bucky's. Let's just break down some of the things that they have at Bucky's. It is uh, one thing they say that is their biggest seller is a thing called beaver nuggets. Now you're thinking they're testicles of a beaver. That's what I thought immediately, but that's not what they are. Instead, they're basically caramel popcorn. It's like kettle corn, but with a heavy dose of caramel is what it looks like. And they sell bags of them all over the store and it's their most popular item. They also are the only place I've never even heard of this that has Dr. Pepper Ices. Doesn't that sound good? Ices, slushies, those are wonderful. And their food counter, like you go into, once in a while you'll find a really massive AMPM where you're like, dude, they've got every kind of beverage in the world at their soft drink. Uh, it's like a soft drink buffet. Uh, Bucky's blows them out of the water. They're like five or six banks of just every kind of soft drink. It's insane how huge these are at Bucky's. So 
That's another thing that I'm noticing as I look at the pictures of the Buckies. But it's, I haven't even got started yet on the awesomeness. You can buy at Bucky's a 7.3 pound bucket of bacon grease. People are like, what is this, a joke? Dude, if you ever cook something in bacon grease and added all the wonderful flavor, they give a little pro tip here, which I appreciate in this article, where they say, hey, if you ever go to a Bucky's, buy that bucket and then bring it next year to your secret Santa at your work. And they say it's the best gift ever. People freak out for it. They also sell deer feeders. Yeah. They say they're amazing quality and price too. You go in there for a deer feeder at Bucky's and you won't find a better better bargain anywhere. So I got Dr. Pepper slushies. I got buckets of bacon grease. I got deer feeders. And now step into the realm of heaven, redneck heaven. They have the barbecue counter, which they call the Texas Roundup. It is lined with all of the good stuff and all of the good fixings, including brisket, sausage, smoked turkey, all of which can be turned into a made-to-order sandwich or can be taken on the go. And there's no need to wait in line for the famous pulled pork. You can just order that up, too. You can get it to go. They have not a section, but the jerky wall. An entire wall of the entire store dedicated to beef jerky. I wonder if they have our jerky. That is the finest jerky I know of. They say if you're a jerky connoisseur, you will appreciate the hell out of the dozens of different varieties of Texas-made jerky to choose from. Well, then they don't have our jerky because they're all Texan stuff. They have a crawfish boil table. And it sits right there, a table that fits directly over a trash can. So you can get a crawfish boil and you sit down and eat it and just trash everything right in there. And you, you do that standing too, crawfish boil table. You do that standing up. Kalashes, which is a Czech pastry. Uh, basically bread stuffed with cheese and sausage is what it is. And they have a crap load of those in their little food buffet. They have a pickle section. Now that's kind of gross to me, but I understand people like pickles. They also have pickled quail eggs and they have in-house jams and jellies in their pickled section. Dozens of varieties of pickles as well. Then they say, if you get there, you got to get there early because every single morning there is a crowd of people waiting for their hot biscuits, their hot fresh made biscuits. They also have biscuits with sausage and egg on them, you know, like McMuffin type stuff. And they also have a brisket egg taco. Tell me that doesn't sound amazing. Where is this place and how can I get there? Apparently they've got a few chains I know in Florida, they're saying. that's what I think the story is from Florida. Maybe this is my what the Florida of today. Them MFers got Bucky's and we don't. They also have a huge variety of Bucky's homemade fudge. And they say they also have award-winning clean bathrooms and the world's longest car wash and true Southern hospitality. And that is Bucky's. How do I not know where there's a Bucky's? I'm gonna find the nearest Bucky's and I'm gonna take vacation and I'm gonna shut, maybe I'll go do the show from the parking lot. Be like, I'm at the greatest store in the world and I'm not leaving here until I leave in a, in a casket from giving myself a heart attack from eating all the delicious food. How wonderful does that sound? If you're in Texas or somewhere where you have these, you're laughing at me, ha ha. LA city slicker mofo. You don't know nothing about Bucky's. 
yeah, the, the Flying J has a mini version of this. I go to the one uh, up on the Grapevine, up in that area. It's the closest one to my house. That one's only about an hour away. And I think there might be Flying J's out there around the, the 10 and the 15, unless it's not there anymore. But I love Flying J's. Those are next level, too. But, man, Bucky sounds like like the Disneyland of, of convenience stores is what it sounds like. Minus all the uh, uh, men pretending to be women in the parades. <laughs> wow. Oh, Bucky's. You are wonderful. How do I get there and when do I get there? By the way, if I ever go on the radio and say that midget stabbed me, chances are I'm talking about Moto Man. He finally just snapped and stabbed me one day on the on the air. It's another reason I do the show from my home. I put him and Kyle and Jason in another room because I say mean things and sometimes people want to like try to stab me or like slit my throat when I'm not looking. So. I gotta stay away from those guys. If I ever say the midget, the midget just stabbed me. No, it was Moto Man. <laughs> I was gonna say something really effing mean, and I stopped myself. I did an edit right there. I did an edit right there. An edit, a big edit. I'm very proud of you, Stretch. Thank you, Stretch. All right, coming up next, I got bad news for Utah and why Utah may have to be removed from my potential states to move to when I flee this godforsaken state of California. We'll get into this next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, this year is the inaugural season of the Super Motocross Championship. And if you'd like to go to that and you're not in California, or if you're in California and you'd like to go to one of the other rounds of the Super Motocross Championship, like maybe the one in North Carolina or the other round in Illinois, here's what you need to do. Go to the Super Motocross Championship website and sign up. They're having a raffle. Do it between now and July 31st. They're going to pick a winner, and someone's going to get to fly in, get a hotel, four tickets to premium seating, and it's going to be a great time. So tell them you heard about it here at the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is Stretch Show on a hump day. Getting ready for the weekend. I will not be here this weekend for Supercross coverage. It will be Moto Man, Jason, and Kyle. I will be holding it down at Real Job. I uh, do what I got to do. And doing it with bells on, I'll tell you that. Uh, they will cover all of the Denver Supercross coverage. And I will be uh, melting my balls off somewhere. Right now, I got to tell you why Utah may have just been removed from my future uh, states to live in list. It was definitely on the list. It was high up on the list, too. But this new thing, as of Wednesday, uh, there's going to be a problem in Utah. They say elected officials in Utah are requiring now all adult content websites to verify your age before allowing you access to the website. Now, what does that mean? They say, while safety and compliance are at the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting users. In fact, it will put children and your privacy at risk because you're going to have to show your ID. Well, that's exactly what went in 
to SB 287, the Utah law signed by uh, Governor Cox. <laughs> His name is Cox, and he basically just banned porn in Utah is what he did. Say it creates liability for porn sites that make their content available to people below the age of 18, and the only way to verify it is to post your photo ID every time you log in to look at a little porn. So as of now, as of today, all big adult websites, including Pornhub, all of them, have blocked the state of Utah from receiving their content, period. They're like, you know what, we're not going to be on the hook for your BS law. And by the way, when a law like this goes into place, they will try and entrap you and then come and prosecute the hell out of you and you will go to prison. You know who went to prison on a BS thing like this is Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong, one of the most famous stoners of ever, even before Snoop Dogg. Tommy Chong and of Chicha Chong, they were big weed dudes. And Chong started a bong line and he was selling bongs. Well, in a lot of states, bongs are illegal as F. And they would say, it says on the website, we won't ship to whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, people from like Alabama, Texas, wherever, like in Alabama, you can't even buy sex toys. And if you send a dildo to Alabama, get ready to get freaking prosecuted. I'm not joking. So they'll they'll set these laws up like this and then go out and try to entrap people to break the laws that they, you know, most places are like, hey, if you live here, you can't do this or you can't have this without this. And then they just kind of let the people leave it up to your own devices, if you will, if you're going to, you know, use the product or whatever. And if you ship it, Tommy Chong ended up going to prison, prison for selling bongs. We'll see if anyone from a porn company goes to prison for offering porn into Utah now. Now, porn's not banned in Utah, but viewing porn in Utah, if you're under 18, is now really illegal without showing ID. And if someone gets in without showing ID and they are going to go online and try it, trust me, they will go after those porn sites. So as of today, there is no more porn in the great old state of Utah. Pornhub, by the way, gets 130 million visitors a day. It's still available in Louisiana despite the age verification law. But uh, they got way more strict with it in Utah. Anyone who watches Pornhub within Louisiana are presented with a different webpage that directs them to verify their age with the state's digital ID system known as a LA wallet. Yeah, Louisiana law went into effect. Traffic from the state fell 80% on porn sites. And Utah doesn't have the same similar site. They're just putting it all on the websites. And the websites are like, oh, yeah, if you, no porn for you. We don't give you show ID. No porn in Utah. So all of the big porn sites are banning Utah as of today. And that is not at all a good thing. I can get you removed from my list, Utah. You got to move you down for sure. You were top of my list. Now you can go down my list. Ah, oh, boy. All right. And I'll tell you why this is the timing couldn't be worse for this Utah deal going down today, where porn is basically banned in Utah as of today. And why it's horrible, horrible. You know, you always hear about it's taco day, it's pizza day. <laughs> and all the idiots on the radio and all the idiots on the news 
talk about it. Oh my god. We just got the best pizza delivered. It came from Domino's. It's fantastic. Oh my god, it's so good. It's my favorite. I order it all the time. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. If you're a real pizza lover, Domino's will suffice. I'm, there's Domino's right down the street from my house. I have it all the time. It's convenient. But when I think, God, the best pizza in the world, I never think Domino's. But you do if you're a talking head on the radio or TV, because you're a tool. And you're for sale. And Stretch is not for sale most of the time, unless he's being a hypocrite. And then he is. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm about a month. I'm going to break and do a dorky radio thing. I'm going to tell you May is what month? Yeah, tomorrow's May the 4th, which is dork-ass Star Wars punch nerds in the freaking dick day. But we're going to talk about a big thing in May for the entire month. And we'll do that right after we talk to Eli Tomac, because he's coming up next. It's the Big Four Nine. Raise your hand if you think giving a professional sports team to, well, an absolutely insane, psycho, egomaniac douchebag is a good idea. Because my hand is not up. I don't know about yours. But that's exactly what happened when Antonio Brown became the owner of an Arena League football team in Albany, New York, because they say it's been drama ever since. Remember weeks ago, we talked about he almost got into a fight with a security guard when the guy was trying to protect the fans that Antonio was trying to bring on the field, and he told him he owned the field and it got really heated they seem to put that over now people that are getting away from the team and saying they just won out of there because it's a crap show are saying that the players weren't paid on time and that antonio would get crazy and bar players and their head coach from accessing their hotel room the guy said they had to damn near come to blows with hotel security just to get back in their rooms to get their stuff so they could quit and move on it's a crap show in albany Everywhere I look on the internet, I see people talking about the Met Gala. It's some big formal ball that a bunch of Hollywood celebrity douchebags go to, and apparently it's not so formal as it is a freaking costume show of freaking idiots. These people spend probably tens of thousands of dollars to look like complete and total idiot jackasses, so not a place I want to go or know about. And finally, the Memphis Grizzlies announced that they are getting rid of Dylan Brooks. Brooks is a guy you probably hadn't heard of until the playoffs started this year when he started talking smack about LeBron James saying that he's old and tired and just going ad nauseum talking smack about LeBron and LeBron put a show on the dude and now the season is over and they're like yeah we're not re-signing you you're a dumbass the man entertainment with stretch oh man I present to you the one and only I beat my dick the songs for Moto Man Beat my dick all day long. I move my hand, go up and down, side to side until I cry. I'll still be beating him once I die. Cause wow, I'll I beat all night. I jerk off with all of my might. So now you know that's what I do with unique tips. I can't help. Cause I'm like Monday, I beat wow. my dick. Tuesday, I beat my dick. On Wednesday, I beat it twice. And Thursday, can it feel so nice? And Friday, it's the Moto Man song. Saturday, there is just no end. On Sunday, what do I do? That's right, I beat my dick. It's so easy, one, two, three, now come on, man, do it with me. Relax your mind and Google boobs and let your hand do all the wow. work. You will see at age 13 just how much fun that this can be. So even though it's quite obscene, just do it when you're alone. Wow, that was fun right there. My lord, a Moto Man song. You're like, Shudge, why are you playing a song about wanking it? It's cuz. Kind of put the lead uh, cart before the horse, but... 
Here's my big story I had coming up. May is National National Masturbation Month. Or National Masturbation Month, whichever one you want to call it. Also known as uh, Do Not Sit on the Sofa in the Lounge of the Big 49 Studios Month. Careful what you touch. Do Not Pick Up Sticky Tissues Month is what it is. Watch out for Krusty Socks Month. That's what it is. Say May is known for the warmer weather finally coming to America. We have come out of the winter. It's been spring for a while, but it finally starts to warm up. They say people love to have sex, but there's nothing like grinding one out. They say sex with uh, your ex is great, but sex with yourself is the best because you don't got to deal with anybody else. Yeah, it's solo grind one out National Masturbation Month for the month of May. They say it also gives you a chance, people who are big into National Masturbation Month say, gives you a big chance to find out what your real turn-ons on when you're having sex with yourself. You find out what you like, what you don't like. You discover what really hits the spot for you. They say masturbating will enable you to be better in bed, as sex is always better when you know what gets you hot under the collar. Or it's going to make you weird. When you're in sex with a, with a girl and you're like, yeah, no, really, shove your finger in my butt. You can be like, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did you say? Yeah, I'm out. Putting my finger near that freaking hairy pucker ring of stink. Get the hell out of here. Say people try using sex toys on themselves. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat, Moto. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. I love that song. Can I go back to that song? I found that song on, on the YouTube. I was like, wait a minute, the masturbation song? That's perfect for this topic I'm about to talk to. The guy was called White Chocolate. That might be Red Chocolate's brother. Let me see if I can go back and get that song back up. Hold on. Let me let me get back to it. The one and only, I beat my dick. Oh, here it is. Beat my dick all day long. I move my hand, go up and White down. Chocolate Gangster, I'm sorry. I cry, I'll still be beat. Once I die, cause I don't lie, I be all night, I jerk off with all of my might, so now you know that's what I do with unique gifts, I can't help Cause you. I'm like Monday, I beat my day, Tuesday, I beat my day, on Wednesday, I beat it twice, and Thursday, can it feel so nice, and Friday, I like to I use my hand, day. why they call me Moto Man. Sunday, what do I do, that's right, I beat my day. It's so easy, one, oh. two, three, now come on man, do it with me, relax your mind and Google boobs and let your hand do all the work and you will see it. There we go, National Masturbation Month. So even though it's quite obscene, just do it when you're lonely. Oh, on Monday, I beat my dick on Tuesday, yeah, I beat my dick on Wednesday, I do it twice on Thursday, man, it feels less nice uh. on Friday, I do it again on Saturday, there is just no end on Sunday, what do I do, I beat my fucking dick. I whack my willy, clean my shaft, I drain my vein till I've gone mad all day on Monday. Oh. I whack and go so hard, you'll think I'm clapping in the bed and in the car. Sometimes at home or somewhere far, four times a day, I blow my load. I drink right. my dick. It's a great song called I'm Masturbation Monday. Song on a YouTube by someone called White Chocolate Gangster. Original music video. Shout out to you. You're a musical genius. You get Moto Man in your band. Be nice. Alright, this is a stretch show. I gotta get out of here. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. 
You know that everyone in motocross and supercross really cares about the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It is a major charity and a major soft spot in the heart of everyone here at the Big 49. Just wanted to let you know that the St. Jude Love Moto Stop Cancer Supercross Auction is still going on, and you can bid on items all the way up till May 15th at midnight. And that's when you'll know if you want or not. So keep bidding, keep driving up all of the cost of all of that stuff because the money goes to a really great cause. It is stjudes.org. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show on a hump day. About to get into some really bad parroting coming out of Texas. Should be out of Florida, but it is not. The story is straight out of Texas. All right, let's talk about these four loked-out gangsters. Ah, oh, here we go. Get my corn on. I dig corn. Jonathan doesn't live that far down the road from me. He's out in the boo. Love corn. All right, let's get into this. Happened in New Braunfels, Texas. Four people are under arrest after they went on a shoplifting spree at Dick's Sporting Goods. Here's where it gets good. Around 3 p.m. on Saturday, two of them sat in the car running, waiting for the other two. It was two men and two women. One man, one woman went into the Dick Sporting Goods there in uh, New Braunfels, and they stole some stuff, and they ran out. Employees followed them outside and saw them make their escape with the other couple in a blue Toyota Corolla, and they were outside waiting. Well... They call the Popo. The Popo saw the blue Toyota Corolla rolling down the street. And when they went to pull it over, the Toyota Corolla made a break for it. So now the police chase is on. 5-0 rolled up. They had the sirens on. They're chasing them. They say the, the driver was alternating between very slow and fast speeds, driving erratically before exiting the highway at Walnut Avenue and then finally pulling over. Uh, they get the suspects out of the car and they find there's not just four people in that car. There's a fifth person. It's a baby. They got an eight-month-old baby in a baby seat. Well, when the cops get these suspects out and they get everybody separated and they start patting everybody down, they're like, you know, when you run, you, you, there's more than just shoplifting at, at play here. And that's what they found when they found uh, marijuana, methamphetamine and how high all in the baby seat so everybody dicked out and ditched all their drugs on the baby they're like oh crap Popo's gonna bust us give it to the baby she's juvenile she won't get busted that's what they did the driver identified as 25 year old uh, Gabriel Alejandro Bobadilla of San Antonio he was charged with engaging in organized criminal activity evading arrest uh, with a vehicle and endangering a child with the potential for imminent danger and bodily injury. He's in jail on $45,000 bond. The infant's mother, 23-year-old Alexandra Maltos of San Antonio, she was charged with engaging in organized criminal activity. See, when you had guys sitting outside in the car with the motor running, you had an organized crime, you didn't just decide to spontaneously shoplift. Yeah, at that point, the charge goes up. So that's what happens right there. And you are in big trouble. So she's the mom. 
Also, two counts of possession of marijuana, not legal in Texas. Uh, cocaine and methamphetamine. And the mom was also charged with endangering a child. You left your eight-month-old daughter to take your drug rap for you. She's setting a $57,000 bond. I don't know why her bond was higher than the driver of the car. He's the guy that actually fled from the police, but there you go. Everybody else charged with organized crime, and one of them also had, shockingly, a warrant for their arrest, so... All these people are bad, bad human beings. And they did this with an eight-month-old baby in the car. And they stole and ran from the police and had all kinds of drugs in the car with an eight-month-old baby, at which point they stashed all the drugs in the baby seat and their paraphernalia to use the drugs they had. You are losers, 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 I tell you. And I know a thing about losers. My name is Stretch, I work at the Big 49. Big 49, it's Stretcho. Uh, one thing I didn't get to, I said I was going to give you a good little rant about the demise of radio and how aliens were going to contact us. They said uh, 4G, all of the cell phone antenna that we have all over the planet, and there's been like a 300% growth in the last 20 years or so, and they are everywhere, and they are now... Uh, more than the radio towers that used to dominate the landscape. And the radio towers are going away. But there's also so many 4G towers out there, 5G in a lot of places. And in the last 30 years, it has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. And they're saying that the aliens can find those 4G towers and they may be able to track us through that. They call it Earth's radio leakage. The only thing bigger on the planet than the um, 4G radio towers and 5G radio towers is military radar transmissions because the cell phone towers have now taken over commercial radio and television station powerhouses of the earlier 20th century. And that's what I wanted to talk about. If you listen to terrestrial radio, you probably hear commercials right now. That they're, they're getting ready to get rid of AM radio. And I always have joked and laughed since we started the Big 49 three years ago that this is the new FM. And when FM came out, and they were like, we have AM, why do we need FM? And then they realized, wow, AM is subpar, but it stuck around for talk stations and Spanish music. That was kind of about all it works on now. And some sports stations, and it's kind of been around. And now they're like, we don't need it anymore. We go to FM, and let's get rid of AM. And you're like, why would that happen? And then you have automakers who are getting rid of AM and FM from their cars. You don't have to have it in the car anymore. And this is the demise of radio as we know it. It will be gone. And the only reason, I know why the government wants to get rid of AM. The government wants to get rid of AM because the government's going to be holding their dick in their hand because radio's going broke quickly. They have a massive overhead and they are an inferior product to what we do on the 49. We're worldwide for a fraction of the cost. And I'm not a green piece douchebag, but we have no carbon footprint compared to them. We're not burning gazillions of freaking dollars of electricity a month. And they're not making the gazillions of dollars a month anymore to pay for their gazillions of dollars electrical bills. And yet they're federally licensed because of an, if an emergency happens, there's the emergency broadcast radio alerts. Well, as we get into cell phone world, we don't need those anymore. And the government's been kind of on the hook to help these idiots keep their radio stations on online or active, even though they're not making any money anymore because of the emergency alert system. 
well, we're going to get rid of AMs and save a bunch of money because the government's tired of wasting money on something that people aren't using anymore. And they're like, wait a minute, keep AM. I love AM. No, if there's a good AM station, trust me, if you were in LA and they got rid of AM, do you think uh, freaking KFI would go away? No. They would go in and blow out one of those pieces of crap other stations they have and KFI would just go to FM would be exactly what would happen that very next day. My guess is they would combine, uh, I would say I would combine KBIG and Coast into one station. Welcome that audience over there since they're the only competitor of one another. And I'd put KFI on 104.3 is what I would do. But AM needs to go away. And radio needs to go away because we have cell phones now. Your emergency alert comes to your cell phone. You're not always listening to the radio, but you always have your cell phone with you. So as the government figures that out, they're trying to wind radio down. And as they do that, it's the best thing could ever happen to HLS streaming radio stations like us, the Big 49. We are going to take over that industry. We are the new FM. This technology is what's going to do radio in. I love radio. They raped it. They pillaged it. They did it wrong. They were greedy sons of bitches. And I'm going to be happy to be here when they go away standing on the new planet. It's like Elon Musk just dropped us off on effing Mars. And we got the technology to do it right here this time. And that's what we're going to try to do. So, bye-bye radio. Don't fall for it when you hear those sap ads. If you want to keep radio, it's important to you and it's free. So we can shove 18 minutes of commercials an hour down your throat. Send this text to your congressman. Yeah, suck it. How about you guys get a glove and get in the game? You never updated your infrastructure. Now you're paying the price. And don't expect the tax dollars to bail your ass out. Government's not going to help me. Why are they going to help them? Eat a bowl of these. These nuts. I'm Stretch. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.